Hello and welcome to Solo Travel with Darren. This is episode number 51 and today I'm going to be talking about uh, Western Europe and it's going to be part two in the four-part series that I started last week about my first trip overseas. And last week I talked about the beginning of my trip and kind of how I prepared to go and how naive I was and everything that I did. Uh, this this week I'm going to be talking about Spain, which is the first country that I landed in on my trip around Europe back in 2006. And Spain was the first time I ever went out of the country. And I want to talk to you this week about that, that country specifically. Um, I did, as I mentioned in the last episode, I did go to Spain. I went to Italy, I went to France, went to Switzerland, and then I went to the UK. Um, but I started in Spain. And first of all, what I noticed about Spain back in 2006, and if you travel now in 2021, or whenever we can travel, you'll notice the same thing when you first land overseas somewhere. When you first land, you realize that everything is so familiar. Um, You just, you walk around and besides maybe like the foreign language, you feel like you're in any American city. Um, I remember my first day in Madrid after the tour, after we went around to all the sites and the things with the tour group, we were on our own at night. And that first night, I remember going to the mall in Madrid and I just remember going in there and it was just like any other mall in the world. It was just like you, everything seemed just so familiar. It seemed like it was in the U.S. And again, since I was my first time out of the country, I didn't know what it'd be like. Um, in fact, just as while I'm thinking about it, one of the things that's kind of interesting, whether you're in Spain or you're in Russia or you're in Dubai or you're in anywhere else, in the malls, you'll always hear like American English music playing in in the, like on the like in the background basically it's kind of funny because you, you you would think that you'd have the mall music being the local music music but it's usually um english music and usually it's like top 40 whatever is playing here in, in america but um just as an aside but anyways um so yeah i was in madrid uh what i remember about Madrid specific. I don't really remember anything that stood out as far as any of the sites. I know I, I don't know if it's the capital. Maybe Barcelona is the capital of Spain, but Madrid's a huge city. And I remember we were staying pretty close to the Real Madrid soccer stadium in in Spain. And I just remember that stood out to me, to me because this was like think, again this was two thousand and six. Um, I think Cristiano Ronaldo was playing for them, maybe, or maybe David Beckham. Um, well, I, I, yeah, I think for sure David Beckham was playing for them. But uh, anyway, so Real Madrid was a huge, huge popular soccer team, uh, an international soccer team, and they their stadium was right there. So that was kind of cool. Um, we went around, like I said, for the tour of Madrid for a couple of days and saw the the cathedrals and the museums and um it might have been uh gosh i can't remember who uh, i can't, maybe christopher columbus maybe i can't remember if we saw somebody's tomb but um anyways that was that was what was going on in madrid um I remember that we went out, and I think this was Madrid, maybe it was down in Granada or Sevilla, which I'll get to, but I remember we went to see the flamenco dancers, 
which all the good-looking um, Spanish ladies who dance with the little clapping things, whatever. But it was it was kind of cool. Um, I remember going to that, and then, um, but that was it pretty much in Madrid. I went out one night in Madrid, maybe the second or third night I was there. I don't remember any like you know standing good-looking girls that stood out in my mind. Um, in fact, the the girls that I talked to back then. Um, I think they were from, they were from somewhere else. They weren't, I think they were from Norway. Um, but there's no local good looking girls in Madrid anyway. Sevilla is a different story and I'll get to that. But, uh, in Madrid, um, all the decent looking girls were from somewhere else. Um, so then after Madrid, we took a bus down to Granada and I don't know much about Granada. I think Granada is famous for different reasons, but I'm just not familiar with with it. But it's a pretty big city. Um, it seemed kind of small to me. I know that we went to some type of, like it seemed like a bo- botanical garden or something like that that we went to. Um, we were there for, I think, two days. And I again, nothing really stands out in my mind. Um, about it, but you know, people always know when you say you've been to Granada. People say that uh, you know they'll they'll know what you're talking about. Um, but anyway, so we went to Granada. One thing that I remember about Granada, and, and it, this is an interesting story. But I'll say first of all, when I was first in Spain, I remember uh, my mom and family. My mom wanted me to call once I got situated over there, and so I I had back in those days we had like a I don't know, 17, 18 digit calling card that you had to whip out. And there might have even been pay phones if I, if I remember correctly. But you go, you put your money in the, you put your card into the pay phone and you dial this like 15 digit number. Then you dial the local number here in America. And then finally I get a hold of my mom. And it's probably, I can't remember what the per hour rate was, but it was something crazy. As opposed to now, when you travel, um, you just let Verizon know or whoever your carriers know that you're leaving the country. Uh, on my Verizon plan, I have Verizon, uh, I just switch it to my travel plan, and I think it's like $15 extra a month, and that's it. I mean, completely uh, so much better and so much more convenient than it was back in 2006. Um, but again, that, that was back in the old days of the calling cards. And then also, as far as the internet, uh, the internet access, there was no Wi-Fi back then. Um, and so if you wanted to use the internet, you went to these internet cafes. And I don't even know if internet cafes are still around. Um, but you go in a place and you, you rent the internet for however, you know, whatever the cost was per minute. And so I went to, I went there in Granada. I, again, same thing. We did the tour during the day. And then at night I went down to, um, the, to the internet cafe. And I, I can't remember how I got there. I think I took a taxi by myself and I went. And so then I went down there. And so I was in the internet cafe for maybe 45 minutes. And this really good looking Spanish girl sat next to me. And so we started talking. She knew English, thankfully. Um, and so we started talking. And after I was done, after she was done, we walked out. We walked out of the internet cafe together, and she asked me basically if I. She, I can't remember where she asked me if I where I wanted to go. If I wanted to go somewhere with her, I don't think she asked me if I wanted to go home with her. But I, I don't remember. But anyways, um, 
But I remember just saying no. I remember saying, for whatever reason, I was like all freaked out about going with this girl that I just met in some foreign country. And I don't know if it was because my friends before I left were telling me about these horror stories about people, you know, getting drugged and ending up in bathtubs with ice and their intestines out and all that stuff. I can't remember why I was so um, worried about going, you know, with this girl. And again, you know, beautiful girl. And we, and so I told her no, whatever. And which is odd because now, you know, fast forward 15 years later, I'm on the streets of Davinsky Prospect in St. Petersburg, Russia. And I jump into a car with three Russian girls that don't speak English. I do that, no problem. So just some, it's, it's funny how times change, I guess. But nevertheless, back in Spain, um, in back in 2006, I was afraid to go go home with this this girl this girl in her car. Anyways, um, I don't, and so I think we might have exchanged phone numbers and, or something like that. But it, she left, and I got a taxi, and I went back to my hotel. But anyways, I, so that's I remember that that stands out in my mind for sure. Back in Granada, Spain, you know, 15 years ago, after. We spent, I think, two or three days in Spain. By the way, my whole time in Spain was 10 days total. So um, I think it was three days in Madrid, three days in Granada, and three days in Sevilla. And we left Granada, went down to Sevilla. And Sevilla's in the south of Spain. It, it was on the beach. And I talked about Sevilla back in episode number 27. And I talked about how great it was. And if you're a single guy and you want to go party somewhere, um, uh, Sevilla, Spain was fantastic. It may not be like Ibiza or anything like that, but it was just, well, I'll, I'll get into that in a second. But as far as Spain goes, I mean, as far as Sevilla goes, it was the most authentic Spanish place that I was at as between Madrid and and uh, Granada um, one of the things is there was no English at all I mean people didn't speak English at all in Sevilla there was a little bit in Madrid and a little bit in Granada but when we got to Sevilla it seemed like nobody spoke English especially the taxi drivers who were um, not the friendliest taxi taxi drivers you ever want to meet but we had to try to figure out how to talk to them in in Spanish. And that was, you know, that was kind of crazy. I will say, though, after the three days in Sevilla, well, even actually after the 10 days in Spain completely, I my Spanish got better, which was, in my, the only Spanish I knew was from like high school and maybe a little bit in college. But after trying to use it for 10 days, um, towards the end, I was a lot better at it, more confident, and it just it was just I, I can see how you can improve your language learning by living somewhere. Um, but anyway, so that was that because again, nobody spoke Spanish in in us. It's nobody spoke English in Sevilla. Um, another thing that stood out to me in Sevilla is we were sitting around one night, and I think it might have been the last night we were there, and our tour guide came in and said. Um, that somebody was going to watch a bullfight, and my tour guide didn't like the, if I remember correctly, my tour guide didn't like bullfighting. He had like a philosophical reason against it and just didn't like it. Um, and so he said he wasn't going to go, but if we wanted, if any of us wanted to go, somebody else was going to go, we could go with them. 
Um, and the curiosity got the best of me. And so I went to see this bullfight. And it was an, it, and we got there, and it was an interesting experience. It was, um, I mean, I can see why people don't like bullfighting because it's kind of like, it, it, it's kind of like, I don't know, if have people have an aversion to hunting. I mean, in the sense that the animal's helpless and the, all the advantages are to the, the you know, to the, the matadors or the bullfighters, whatever. And so I can see how people don't like it. But the experience of going there was interesting because it was kind of like a, the whole town was out there. It was like a big coliseum. Um, it kind of looked like one of those big coliseums at the fair where you watch the bulls running around. It, it's kind of like that. I think I have pictures of it on my Facebook somewhere. Um, but anyway, so I saw that bullfight. It was, like I said, about an hour, hour and a half. Um, and so I was glad I went. I'm glad I got to see like a, see it in real life. Um, I sure don't want to go running with the bulls. I think that's in Pamplona up north. But um, I have no interest in doing that. But I did want to go check out the, the bullfight and all that. But, yeah, but with all that. And, so, and then we went, again, we went to a lot of cathedrals in there. We went to a lot of museums. Um, saw a lot of statues. Uh, statues. And that was about as far as like the tour guide. Because, again, we wake up in the mornings. We wake up at, say, eight or nine o'clock and you get on the bus and the tour takes you around to all the sites and that lasts until about three and then you're kind of on your own i think there's a dinner if i remember correctly but towards the end of the night you're on your own so one of the nights me and a couple other people went to um one of the clubs in sevilla and I had heard about the clubs in Sevilla. I heard that Sevilla was, Sevilla was a good party place from my friend uh, Gotham. And he was telling me that, you know, the girls are good looking in Spain or in Sevilla. And I should definitely go out if I go. And he was 100% right. Um, the girls were much better than they were up north in M- uh, Madrid or Granada. And it was like... It was like they just tried. I mean, it was like that, you know, all the girls were there, you know, dressed nice. Um, They were all in shape. They all had long hair. They were all in makeup. They all had fake eyelashes. Um, Just just a difference in how they tried to be good looking, I guess. I mean, and that's usually the difference when you say places have good looking girls. It's just usually they're just trying more than the others. That's all. Um, but anyways, so you walk into this bar, we walked in this bar in Spain and I will mention that you don't go to a bar in Spain until about one o'clock in the morning, maybe two o'clock in the morning. Um, Spanish people in those traditional cities like Sevilla anyway, they don't eat until probably 11 o'clock at night. And so everything's pushed back later at night. And so again, the club didn't get going really until about three or four in the morning and when we were there at 1.32, that was kind of like early. Um, and I will, I will mention this that I didn't talk about earlier. Is in Sevilla was the only place really that I saw that they had what's called a siesta. And if and again, I don't remember exactly when it was, but I think it was between like 1 and 3 or maybe 1 and 4. Um, something like that where the town basically just shuts down. And everybody goes home from work. And that's when they, I guess, they sleep. They have their siesta. And then they, I guess, they come back to work at 5 or 6 or whatever, work until 10, and then they have dinner. And so that's why they eat so late and all that. But Sevilla was the only place I did that because that was the only, like, again, real traditional, authentic 
Spanish place that that we were at. Um, so with all that, but but anyways, getting back to the the club. Um, so yeah, so you walk into the club with all these good-looking Spanish girls, and you know I I go to the bar, and one of the things that I noticed in Spain that I never noticed before, and even even over the years, the last fifteen years of traveling, I've seen this a few places in um, maybe Poland and uh maybe check maybe whereas when you go to the bar and ask for a mixed drink when you ask for like say a jack and coke um they give you a glass of jack separate and then they give you a glass of ice and then they give you a bottle of coke and so you have those and they give that all to you and you have to mix it yourself and so it's kind of weird. But anyways, you know, you get used to it after a while. But anyway, so yeah, you mix your, at least in Sevilla, Spain, you mix your drink yourself. And again, there's a lot of places in the world that did that. Um, and I think a lot of places did that back in 2006. I don't, again, I, it's not as popular now, um, but I have seen it once or twice over the last couple of years. Um, but anyway, so they give you their, you know, again, the alcohol and the mixer are separate. Um, but so anyway, so we were there at the, uh, the, the, the club in Spain. It wasn't a club. It was more like just a bar lounge or whatever. Um, and uh, again, there was a lot of good looking Spanish girls, probably the, well, the, by far the best place that I saw, uh, where all the, the good looking Spanish girls were. Um, and so finally we left and then went back to, back to the hotel. Um, and then I think the next day we... I might have left from Sevilla, if I remember correctly, because I think Sevilla was the end of the, the tour. And again, I don't remember anything that kind of stood out in my mind after that, after Sevilla. So I think, you know, the, the tour, the tour people take you to the airport and, you know, you, most people have had their flight to go home, but my flight was going to Italy and because uh, I was starting the first leg of my second tour, which was going to be Italy and the other countries that I was in in Europe, but I had to go from Spain to Italy, and uh, and that was that. So I'll talk about Italy next week. But let me—I will say this though: um, when I was on that flight from uh, Spain to Italy, I did understand the difference of cultural differences um because the whole the whole plane was full of essentially italians and maybe um, some spanish people and i remember that there's this kid who was like acting up in the row across across the way from me and his mom told him to stop and he wouldn't stop and then after a while she got up and like moved her whole body in front of him and just smacked him across the jaw and then she like hit him again, like in the shoulder and the chest or something like that, you know, to make him stop or whatever. And the way that she like assaulted him would have gotten her arrested and probably thrown in jail in America. But on this plane, nobody looked at all. Nobody could, nobody could care less. Nobody looked at him. Nobody said he needed a lady. Um, it was just normal business in, in, I guess, Italian world. But and the kids stopped crying or the kids stopped acting up or whatever. And I was just thinking to myself, that's just not how they do things in, in America. I mean, or not anymore anyway, maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Um, but anyway, so that, that was on the plane flying into Italy. 
and I flew into Rome. And next week I'll talk about uh, my stay in Rome. Um, The preview of Italy is that, one, they have the best dinners in the world as far as their five-course dinners and all that. And two, that the it's probably the best tourist place to go to in the world as far as what you want to see and take pictures of and, and all that. But I'll get into that next week. Um, if you have any questions about Spain, um, again, this is all from like 15 years ago, so I'm not sure exactly if it's all still the same. But I will say if you have a choice, go to Sevilla. If you're a guy, go to Sevilla for sure. Um and, and, and that's that. If you have any other questions, sh- shoot me an email. You can email me at darren at solomailtravel.com. Um, and if you would, please leave a rating and review for this podcast. And I will talk to you next Thursday. Thanks.